Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That's right. Welcome. Oh, the voice is coming back. Maybe I'm getting back to health. Welcome in, welcome back, folks, to an edition of Notre Dame setting up the framework to join the Big Ten in a couple years. Fact or fiction, I don't know, but there's new rumors out there, edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you can find a program on YouTube. Do it, subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Yanni Boy out as well. Notifications on. You know why? That way you will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar, always Irish rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails, always Irish Andy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it if you don't want to see my face. I definitely don't blame you to call in lines. 312-988-15. You dial John up. Tell him all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish Inc. USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire. Read all about it. It's true. I can write. I know it's hard to believe. Patreon.com, a slash always Irish, former captain, leading tackler. That's the key. You don't get to be a captain unless you're making moves on the field. Leading tackler and captain Mike Goolsby, my partner on Patreon. Thank you to everybody that's been there. We appreciate you. All right. There's a lot of stuff going around uh, with Notre Dame right now. There's a lot of changes around the program. The coordinators, the new playoff, all the moving parts, the NIL legislation. The sport's moving fast. And the sport's changing fast. And sometimes it's hard to catch up. I mean that as a fan. I mean that as an institution trying to stay competitive. And then right when you get set up, things change again. It's just... I don't know if it's because I'm getting old, but it feels like these changes with the sport are coming quicker and they're bigger than they ever used to be when I was growing up. Change used to be very incremental in this sport and tradition-based, and the powers that be used to hold on to that tradition, and things change slowly. Now that's all moving. Things change fast. Fast. So... The rumors have died down overall as far as like Notre Dame and Independence and they they announced the deal with NBC. I'm still waiting on all the technical details of that, by the way. They announced the deal was made. I ain't seen no numbers. Have you? Where are the numbers, PD? I want to see the numbers. Anyways, Notre Dame announced a while ago, oh, we got a deal with NBC, whatever. That doesn't surprise anyone. Wake up. 
anybody think Pipa Bakwa got the job like randomly and that a part of it isn't that he has one foot in an NBC and one in Notre Dame? That was always a part of this. So the NBC deal announcement shouldn't surprise anyone. Anyone. So then ever since then, I haven't really seen much of these rumors about Notre Dame flipping and joining a conference in the Big Ten and this and that until last week. Adam Dowling brought this up to me. You know, Adam, from the tailgates, from the morning show, Notre Dame season ticket fan, all that. And he says, John, did you see that latest Buckeye Scoop episode? Now, I know you might be thinking, Buckeye Scoop, give me a break, John. You know, what kind of slant do they have on this? Being a, If it's a Buckeye Scoop, they're going to have all pro Big Ten angles and all that. Follow me here. The Buckeye scoop was one of the places that was accurate and ahead of almost all of the Michigan news. When all you can imagine a place called Buckeye scoop would want to be involved in that month where every day there was some other news about what Michigan was getting away with and everything. Buck and I was tuning in for that to see Michigan's demise. Obviously, it's not because I like Ohio State. I wanted to see Michigan go down. These guys were early and accurate on a lot of the information about what's going on behind the scenes with that. So when Buckeye Scoop comes on and starts saying that they, they're here and behind the scenes, all the frameworks there for Notre Dame to slide into the Big Ten in a couple or a few years, which would line up with that playoff flipping into the second new iteration, not this one, but the next one when that deal changes and it expands even more. So normally I roll my eyes with this stuff, but these guys have been right in early on a lot of the Michigan stuff. And then also other realignment news, other big picture stuff for a couple years. These guys have been early on with the take. And then when it happens, it's pretty close to what they say. So normally I wouldn't go with this if it's just a random Twitter person, but I'm seeing a body of evidence. These guys have been right on a lot of stuff more than they're wrong recently. So let's go over some of this. And I just want us as Notre Dame fans to think about the position we're in and where this all might go or not go. So Buckeye Scoop's take is this framework's being built out and there's everything that's in place for an easy transition for Notre Dame over to the Big Ten if they need it or want it or whatever, they, whatever. I don't know. Could anybody, the way college football's changing, could anybody, even a diehard, independence-loving Notre Dame fan such as myself, say that they'd be surprised if this happened? I'm at the point where I'm saying I would not be surprised if this happened. I'm not saying I'd love it. I'm not saying it'd be my first choice for Notre Dame football. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Are you understanding me? Just because I'm saying I'm not going to be surprised if it happens doesn't mean I want it to happen. Those are separate things. Separate your emotions from the reality of the practicality of the situation. All of the power in the current landscape of this future playoff it's firmly in the hands of the Big Ten and the SEC. All the power. They're the power players. Moving, waving a big stick, getting things done the way they want. Let's be honest about that. Is that the way it should be? Probably not. Is that the way everybody... I don't know. I'm just telling you the reality. 
Those two entities are driving everything. They are the power stakeholders. So what do we need to think about as Notre Dame fans if this time period approaches? After the first playoff period, whatever that contract is, a few years or whatever, that's the time frame we're looking at. When we get to that point, what do we need to look at if we're Notre Dame institutionally? What does the money look like? Number one. What does the money look like? Like, I, I want to get on here and be like, how is Notre Dame competing in the new playoff? Can they hang or whatever? The money's number one. If Notre Dame is not in the same financial ballpark every year as the Big Ten payout teams and the SEC payout teams, Notre Dame's going to fall behind and it's going to be scary. $25 million a year less doesn't seem like that much. Well, two years and it's $50 million. Four years, you're $100 million buying Rutgers financially. How are you going to make that add up if you're Notre Dame? $10 million a year less doesn't seem that much. In five years, you're $50 million buying U of I and Rutgers in, in resources. Just because they're in the Big Ten. has nothing to do with how good they are. What does the money look like? And again, I can't answer that because nobody's got the NBC Notre Dame numbers. So that's number one. Notre Dame does not need to make as much as the SEC and the Big Ten teams. It's got to be in the ballpark enough that I don't feel like you're falling behind in what you could do. Resources, infrastructure, just money, man, to do whatever you need with. That adds up year after year, no matter if you're good or not. So what's Notre Dame's financial situation look like? What do you extrapolate it looking like down the road? These are things you got to look like. What does the 12-team iteration look like? How does Notre Dame succeed or fail within it? How does that, that not having a buy thing, does it burn Notre Dame or do we find out it's not that big of a deal? And it all averages out. You know, we have that with the week off of the conference championship games. Other teams have to play them. You may rise from that. You may drop from that. Notre Dame doesn't have that. Like, how, how does Notre Dame exist in the 12-teamer? And depending on that answer, which none of us know, we just have to see how it goes. Does that impact Notre Dame's decision-making the next time they redo the playoff format? How does Notre Dame exist within it? I love independence. I believe most Notre Dame fans do. It's a sense of pride due to why we became independent. Michigan's fielding Yost. Loudly and proudly anti-Catholic, anti-immigrant bigot. Not only did he blackball Notre Dame from joining the Big Ten, but he warned all the other members not to schedule Notre Dame or they could lose their membership too. What that forced Notre Dame to do is schedule nationally and hit coast to coast. New York to LA, baby. Best thing that ever happened for the Notre Dame brand. Turned us from a small regional private Catholic school near a lake and a toll road into a worldwide brand with fans everywhere. And it didn't matter if you went there or not. Irish Catholic values travel, baby. They travel, baby. And we're proud of it. Best thing that could have ever happened. So... As much as I like what we have turned into as a result of that bigotry, and I want to stay indie forever, 
You got to admit, all arrows are pointing towards Notre Dame in the Big Ten. Every arrow you could name is pointing in a direction that way. Every way you turn, the arrow's pointing you that way. The money overall points that way. The TV deals point that way. Did anybody else notice the second NBC got in bed with the Big Ten, Notre Dame became a second-class citizen product. You could tell right away they were not putting the resources into the production aspect of the Notre Dame games as much. You could see it. And so the framework is already laid there with Notre Dame's TV. This is so important, you guys. This is what drives the money now. You want to say, oh, if you're a good team, you'll make more money. It doesn't matter. What TV deal you have is the nuts and bolts of this. It's the skeleton of this. It's the driver of all of it. Whether you want it to be or not, or that's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Money's money, and it's driving the whole ship. That framework is already laying there for Notre Dame to get in bed with the Big Ten because they have the same TV partner and Notre Dame's already getting treated like a a beat-up stepchild in a lot of ways here. Second-class citizen, once they got the Big Ten deal, I noticed it. Not as much attention and resources are put into the Notre Dame product. Conference shifts have given both of these conferences some power brand additions. These were already the two power players and then they got stronger. No, they didn't. The Big Ten didn't go and add Rutgers this time, right? It was USC, Oregon, and Washington. That carries weight. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Like this isn't like Rutgers and Maryland added on. These are real needle movers in both cases for both conferences. So you don't have to love it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to respect it. But the fact of the matter here is the SEC and the Big Ten are the two power players, man. What is Notre Dame's situation compared to those member schools when the discussion of whatever's coming next is occurring? Some of these things we could prepare for. Some of them we cannot. The powers that be at Notre Dame know the numbers. I don't know the numbers. And I want to see how Notre Dame competes in the new playoff format. I want to see how prohibitive or not that no buy is. Does Is it not that big of a deal at all? A lot of people are saying they could see Notre Dame hosting a first-round playoff game against a warm-weather team. And it's cold at Notre Dame Stadium. And then when they redo this, it's neutral sites. Put it in the Dome in Indy. No home game for Notre Dame. You don't want to play by our rules? No home game for Notre Dame. Too big of an advantage. I could see that of them going, we don't like this. Southern teams having to go north. We're putting in all the first round games at neutral sites too. And they could say it's good for TV ratings and put it in a more central location, get bigger. They're going to be able to justify it. They're going to be able to practically justify it, even though it's like, we can't let Notre Dame have this home field advantage. They'll say, oh, we're going to put it in a big city, not South Bend in Indy, and make a big deal of it. That's what they're going to say. So what? when we're in that position, I have to think about this. What are the power dynamics like? What is the money disparity like? 
How is Notre Dame faring in the new playoff format? Those, I think, are some of the things I'll be thinking of. Bavak was going to have some really interesting decisions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In front of him early on in his tenure at Notre Dame. Here's, here's, maybe I will wrap this up and finish. If Notre Dame did this, it's going to be bad in a lot of ways, good in a lot of ways. If Notre Dame felt obligated to do this or the finances or competitive balance dictated they needed to do this to existentially be able to compete for decades and keep up with the Joneses with revenue and all that, it would be really good and really bad. I would hate giving up your independence and being like all the other big boys in football. That would hurt me. I've grown up with independence, Notre Dame's entire history, and and being victorious is through independence. I have a loyalty to that. I like us being different. I like us traveling all over, doing it the hard way, playing every, I like all that. Okay. So, but I can't say to you, stay independent no matter what. I can't say that to you because what if staying independent no matter what means you're pretty much locked in. You're not going to win anything anymore. Are you staying locked in then when other teams get like 20 million more a year than you and that's 80 million in four years and Rutgers is building these new facilities with TV money and you're sitting there in South Bend doing whatever? Like, I want to be independent too. Up until the point where I feel like it tips where being independent, it's it's almost impossible for Notre Dame to win. And if you haven't noticed, as an independent, it's been pretty hard for us the last 30 years. To the tune of not one major bowl game anybody cares about being won in Notre Dame's favor. So I'm all for independence. Up to the point where the resources and power games dictate you can't win anymore. Then you have a tough decision. Would you rather remain independent, never win anything anymore, or be in the Big Ten but have a chance? Tough decision to make. Tough decision to make. So I would hate giving up our history. And my big goal has been to prove you can do it our way and still win one before I'm dead. I don't know whether that's realistic or not. So it would suck to give that up. And it would suck because you're going to take some eat from Big Ten fans and media. Oh, look at Notre Dame. You tried to do it your way. Now you cried back to us to let you in. 
none of that's true. And all those people are ignorant and they're stupid and they have like a nine IQ. You're going to get it from the Michigan people. See, you want to join after all. What took you so long? You tried it your way and you failed. Now you're coming back to us. We're the king. You're going to have to deal with some of that if this happens. There's no way around it. But if Notre Dame losing this battle means that they make like 30 million more a year guaranteed and you have like a rivalry game almost every weekend in the Big Ten and your biggest rival that you want to protect that game is, is in there too, SC. Like if you want to call this a loss for Notre Dame, if Notre Dame losing the independence battle results in like 30 more million dollars a year guaranteed and almost every week's a rivalry game with Michigan State and Penn State and Michigan and Ohio State and USC and Oregon and Washington and Wisconsin and Iowa, it goes on at Purdue. Like, we do play everybody. Darn near every week's going to be a big rivalry game if Notre Dame's in the Big Ten. It would be wildly interesting. So if us losing the battle is good, fun, exciting rivalry games every day and a fatter paycheck guaranteed no matter how good you are that keeps you competitive, that's more of a social media loss than it is a practical loss. Other than, I, you know, you could argue that when I cry at night, I'm going to cry that we lost our identity. I'm just saying, don't be surprised by this. The framework's all already there. In that's what I'm really trying to get the message across. Nobody could say they'd be surprised by this if it happened because the framework's already there. Looking at where the power is, looking at where the money is, looking at where the talent is, and looking at those TV deals. All the arrows are funneling Notre Dame to the Big Ten. Most notably, that NBC deal. It's just right there, a big arrow pointing Notre Dame. This is an easier way. So I don't know what you guys think about it. I'm an independence guy up to the point where I believe it prohibits Notre Dame from competing anymore. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But I could see a point where you get there. If the money gets so ridiculous, you can't keep up. What do you guys think about this? Let, let me know what you would think. Would Where do you fall on this? Are you independence forever no matter what? Or could you see a scenario where this happens and it's not the worst thing in the world? Let me know what you guys think.